Please listen carefully. Psych Essentials is a show about learning psychiatry. It's fun and educational, but should not be taken as medical advice or opinion. So kick back and try not to worry about those glaring ego deficits. We like you anyway. Hey, Lindsay. Hey, James. It's time to put on your thinking cap because today we're thinking about thinking. Yes. That's that's right. That's my favorite. (laughs) Let's talk about thought content and thought process. Okay. We've been going through, we've been going through the mental status exam part by part. And so this is the fourth episode in our series. So we've covered appearance, behavior, speech, mood, affect. Right. Yeah, and so now we're on to thought process and thought content. So like we said, it's thinking about thinking. How is somebody organizing or connecting their thoughts together? Mm-hmm. I tend to think of this as the what someone is saying and how they're saying it. Okay, that makes sense. So like the how is the process, the what is content. Exactly. This is something that you gather over the course of their entire interview. You kind of reflect back, what did they say? How do they say it? It's something that, especially at first, can I find can be hard to do in the moment. When yeah. someone's actively talking to you, it can be a little hard to sort of think back on the conversation. Yeah, I was just thinking meta when you're like thinking about thinking. It's yeah, pretty meta. Exactly. So it's totally okay to reflect back after the conversation and think about how this went. It's not something you necessarily have to be thinking about during the interview. Let's start with thought process. Again, that's how or the way that someone's saying what they're saying. We'll give you a whole bunch of examples. In general, someone can be rational. They can be speaking in a way that makes sense. Okay. Or they can be irrational. And the words that they're saying don't make much sense when they're strung together. Yeah. I know that I've um, interviewed a number of patients and I just am totally confused about what they're talking about. Exactly. Sometimes it makes me think like I'm I'm the one who's not thinking <laughs> fully properly. <laughs> but in the words of Judge Judy, if it doesn't make sense, it's not true. Okay. There's also, Wise lady. <laughs> there's also a component of, is this relevant at all? Mm. It could make sense, but it might not be germane to what you're talking about. Or like the question that you just asked. Exactly. So I think it's worth thinking in general terms about both of those types of categories. Okay. I want to draw a verbal picture for you where you have two points in space. One is point A and the other is point B. Okay, I'm, in, I'm envisioning it right now. If you connect point A to point B, it's a straight line. Okay, that makes sense. And if you imagine somebody starting their conversation at point A and they get to point B along that line, you would call them linear. Hmm. That type of conversation is, sure. is linear. You could also call it goal-oriented because somebody's You're traveling... You're going on that straight path to, to point B. Exactly. You could also, if you don't like the points, you could you could think about a train that's leaving one station and it's going to the next station. And it's going right on the tracks without getting derailed, so to speak. <laughs> that was good. That was good. And many times you'll have conversations with people that are totally linear, totally goal-oriented. They make a lot of sense. It's relevant. It's rational. But I'm wondering, like, what if someone goes off that straight line? What if someone's off the rails? Yeah, what if someone's off the rails? So let's talk about that. We have vocabulary 
to describe a number of really common ways that people can uh, break from that traditional mold. So I want to spend a little bit of time and maybe some examples talking about this particular terminology. Yeah, I think it's an important part of being able to document thought process properly. The first word that I'd like to talk about is tangential. That's if someone starts talking about something, but they get off course, almost like they're on the straight line and then they veer off and they don't really ever come back to their intended message. Okay, so that's like the person that starts at point A but like never goes to point B. They just go their own direction towards an unknown point. Mm-hmm. Let me give you an example. Okay. I want to tell you about the groceries I got at Trader Joe's this week to make dinner with. So I was walking over to Trader Joe's and they're doing some construction near my house. And so I was looking at this construction and I was noticing that they are using a lot of brick and it made me think that brick is kind of an unusual material. And then I realized that, you know, it's okay in some parts of the country to use brick, but in other, so you get where I'm going. Yes, I, I, I consent that you're getting away from your original exactly i didn't achieve the goal which was telling you about the things i got at trader joe's right we went to bricks we went to bricks that was tangent okay let's talk about the next one which is circumferential that's when someone embarks on this path and you end up going very circuitously you end up almost circumnavigating the globe and then you finally end up back on your original point okay that makes sense it's it's different from a tangent in that you end up eventually getting back to what you wanted to talk about but it takes you a long time okay so like the person will start at point a they'll kind of wander around for a while maybe do some loops and circles and then eventually end up at point b is that exactly I was walking to Trader Joe's to get my groceries and I saw this school and I saw a bunch of kids getting out and it really made me think like what time is it like is it that late in the afternoon already I was seeing all these kids get onto the school bus and I had to wait until I crossed the street but eventually I was uh, able to cross the street and then it took me a long time because the light was was out but I did get across the street and I made it to Trader Joe's Trader Trader Joe's. We're back to Trader Joe's. We're back. We restarted with destination. Okay. But it took us a long went, time to get yeah. there. If we think about our definitions, what the words I was saying were rational, like they made sense. Yeah. But it wasn't relevant. Right. None of those, that middle part of the story did not need to be included for you to get what I was saying. Mm-hmm. That's why it's circumferential as opposed to just linear. Uh, linear. If I had said the point of my story is to tell you about the school I saw and the kids, then it would be perfectly relevant, but in this case it was not. The next term is flight of ideas. Ooh, <laughs> sounds very exciting. It is exciting. That would be where someone is sort of deluging you with these thoughts okay. that jump from one to the next pretty quickly. You're able to identify some common thread that has vaguely linked these thoughts okay but they're changing much faster than you would typically expect so it's like something that's really fast that might sound kind of weird at first but if you broke it down there's some connection between the thoughts 
I went to Trader Joe's for my home. I love my home. Home is where the heart is. My heart is going really fast right now. I have blue eyes. The sky is blue. Water coming from the sky. The water's everywhere. I love the color blue. I'm feeling pretty blue right now. I can feel my heart. I won this game of Scrabble yesterday. Whoa. <laughs> it's really fast, and there's some strain. Maybe there's a word that connects the different yeah, sentences. Yeah, it's like a very, like quasi-association. Certainly not linear. Definitely not. And fast. And fast. From there, you can become less connected even from one thought to the next. Okay. And that would be what I think of as loose associations. Okay. So you have a thought and it's there's no connection right. to the next thought. It's just a series of thoughts that are maybe coherent, maybe not, but they mm. jump from point A to point D to back to point C mm. to point F to point M yeah. and it just jumps Sounds across the page. Sounds very disorganized, mm -hmm. confusing. Mm -hmm. It can be hard to follow because it makes me feel confused. That's probably an important thing though to pick up on is when you're confused listening to someone else. Mm -hmm. I went to Trader Joe's. That pillow's soft. I bought a washing machine. It's really bright outside today. I don't understand how it's possible for so many people to be watching TV at the same time. Yeah, I didn't follow that. All right. Yeah, me neither. Is that the point? That's the point. That's loose associations. And from there, the next step would be totally disorganized speech. So that would be someone where you're hearing words and you may or may not be able to understand them, but yeah. they're not formed even into linear thought fragments like the previous example was. Mm. A step further from there, you can also describe word salad is sometimes a phrase mm, that's talked there. It's as good as it sounds. <laughs> is that just like unrelated words, like one right after the other? Yeah, and it may be some combination of sounds and words. Yeah, I imagine that's very, very disorganized. Clanging is a word where you sort of get rhyming qualities or words that sort of get related to one another. So the words are related to each other through the, the sounds? The sounds. Or like, mm -hmm. is it alliteration or something? Because that's what I kind of think of with clanging, like clink, clang, clunk. Yeah. Like, so there's like some association between the words. It's just based on a quality mm -hmm. within the word. Right. Okay. In a similar vein, echolalia which is where words or phrases will be repeated in a, in a frequent pattern. I can't, 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 can't walk to the store today, today, today. Okay. For instance, repeated words, uh, sometimes for emphasis and sometimes just flow. Again, that okay. can be kind of a flow component. Okay, that makes sense. Sometimes you'll notice that the person's process, the way that they're saying their words stops. They seem distracted or they can't finish their thought. That's called thought blocking, right? Almost like there's a roadblock in that in that line or in that process from point so, A to point B. So what would that look like? I walk to the store and... So the thought just stops. That could be for a number of reasons. It sometimes indicates that somebody has another process going on inside their mind, mm -hmm. that perhaps they're being sort of overwhelmed with thoughts. Maybe there's internal stimuli that are distracting them from okay. what they're trying to verbalize. We've talked a bunch about thought process in some different terms. I'd like to change gears and talk about thought content. 
That's like what they're talking about, right? Exactly. So we've we've said how they're saying it, but I want to focus a little more on on what those words are. What are they even communicating to you? Now, in this category, there's some specific things that have to be commented on every time in your mental status exam. There's some real fundamentals of psychiatry. I can think of three. Okay, let me guess. Let me guess. Okay. Suicide. Yes. Homicide. Yes. Hallucination. Exactly. It's like you're a real true psychiatrist. Might be. (laughs) So those things you have to comment on, especially if it's the first time you're meeting someone. Okay. Suicidal thoughts, homicidal thoughts and perceptual abnormalities, which we'll label as like auditory, visual hallucinations. So that's like voices or like seeing weird things. Mm -hmm. Exactly. So these are some pretty big categories. And later in the podcast, we'll spend more time talking about suicidality, homicidality, and how to really... How to ask ask about those things. Absolutely. We'll spend a lot more time because I think it's worth talking about. I want to spend some time now, though, thinking about delusions and a little bit about ideas of reference because those are big categories. Let's jump back to that in a minute. First, though, I just want to say, why are these things that we have to comment on Mm -hmm. every time? I can think of two reasons. One is for, for safety, because we're concerned about making sure that folks are safe. That asking about things like if they're thinking about hurting themselves or other people is important. The other thing is because these are some pretty key differentiators in Mm -hmm. the major psychiatric illnesses, and including mention of them can help you in your assessment of the person based on the objective data they've said. So let's go back and talk about delusions for a moment. A delusion is a fixed false belief that is outside of the accepted cultural norms. Okay. So fixed implies that it's not something that someone thought of once. It's something that they keep thinking about. And false implies that it's not objectively true or you can't confirm that it's true to the best of your knowledge. And there are some things that you'll, you'll kind of see as we talk about them that could be kind of considered like on the edge there. Mm-hmm. And so it's important to think about someone's culture and their background and whether this seems out of the norm for them rather than whether it seems outside the norm for you. Okay. So it's not just a crazy idea. It's a little more than a crazy idea. Okay. We're going to talk about a few and these are some more new terms as well. Paranoia is this idea that you are being followed or you're being tracked or you're being watched. Mm -hmm. It's the sense that someone's over your shoulder. Like there's a big conspiracy or something. Exactly. Someone's out to get you. You're worried about yourself because other people, because of the presence of other people. Okay. Kind of on a similar but maybe slightly different track is persecution. I tend to think of persecution as as kind of more intense where folks are actually coming out for you. Mm. They have it out for you. You could be paranoid and think that maybe people are whispering behind your back. Like the phones are tapped or something. Totally. But persecution could be like, the FBI is coming for me and I Mm. need to hide. Sounds like maybe one step up or something from general Yeah, it's a little more specific and a little more concerning. Kind of intense. Yeah, Yeah, absolutely. Now, there are a few others. Grandiosity is when you think you are the top of the world. Like you're a god? You're a god. You think that you, maybe you control this hospital. You can, you have power to, you know, make other people do what you say because like you are the boss. You're in charge. There are delusions of religiosity 
where people think that they are God. Mm. They so it's like a kind of spin on a theme of grandiosity, right? I a little think bit. so. Yeah, perhaps that you are a savior, mm. or that other people should be following you. Okay. Now, religious delusions can be a little tricky, and I tend to think of these again, really, in the setting of someone's cultural norms. A number of people feel like they have a connection to God or that they they talk to God. And it can be in a, a relatively normal, non-delusional way. Okay. I tend to think of this, is this something new for the person? Is this something that their family or friends would say, this doesn't really seem like you at all? Mm. Okay, so something abruptly new from their baseline religious beliefs? Exactly. A different category and in kind of a similar vein maybe is or, or sexual or erotomaniac delusions. Okay. Where is that when like someone believes that they're in love with you or that you're in love with them or something? Yeah, exactly. You have you 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 believe that there's a romantic element or sexual element where That's none not ha- there. I had a patient who said that she was married to Justin Timberlake which was not, in fact, mm, the case. Clearly but, not true. But she really believed that that was the case. Mm. Bizarre delusions are, again, worth. we're sort of kind of getting at the edge of, of normalcy here. Of, like, what could happen? Yeah, exactly. Is that, like, aliens abducted me or something, or I'm communicating with aliens? It's funny. I almost said aliens, too. <laughs> For some reason, aliens strike me as particularly bizarre delusions. Yeah. Um, things that just don't seem that realistic. Okay. I'm a chicken. <laughs> okay. That's bizarre. That's bizarre. Um, there are somatic delusions, which are a whole other category in my mind of having fixed false beliefs about your body. Yeah, I had a patient who believed that she had jelly-filled sacks in her body. Wow. But clearly she did not, and she went to a lot of doctors to try to help um, find help to remove them from her body. Wow. Somatic delusions can be pretty intense. They, they very well can be. Another category of delusions would be ideas of reference. Okay. So, Belinda, can you tell us a few, like, ideas of reference? One idea of reference would be if you had a newspaper out in front of you and you saw a headline, uh, you would think that that, that headline was meant for you in some special way, like it was written for you. Or if you were listening to lyrics of a song, in those lyrics you would somehow attribute some special meaning to you. So it would refer to you. Or even if you were watching a broadcast, like a TV broadcast, you would think that the people on the TV were speaking directly to you in some significant way. So that's ideas of reference. Okay. There's a category uh, that is maybe a little similar but distinct, which would be your your first rank symptoms, which is also called sometimes you'll hear Schneiderian Schneiderian symptoms, I guess, mm-hmm. after the German psychiatrist Kurt Schneider. Schneiderian symptoms would be things like thought insertion. So you think that other people can put thoughts in your head. Okay. Or thought withdrawal, where people can take them out of your head. Alternately, thought control, or that you feel like you can control other people's thoughts, or they can control your thoughts. This is actually a little interesting because it, it reminds me of this sort of classic image of people wearing like tinfoil hats. That's what I was just thinking. When that, the idea there is because people are experiencing this disturbing symptom and they feel like they want to have some control over the situation and by sort of physically blocking it they they try and limit 
those symptoms. And let's not forget thought broadcasting. Yes. Yes, which is where someone believes that other people can somehow hear that person's thoughts. Mm-hmm. So we've talked a bunch about a number of different delusions. I don't want to forget in our category of thought content about the perceptual abnormalities, your hallucinations. You can have hallucinations of any of your five senses. The most common are auditory hallucinations. Right, we think of voices. Yeah, exactly. Mm -hmm. Most commonly you're hearing voices that other people aren't hearing. Right, but you can see things that aren't there. Absolutely. Does that mean you can taste things that aren't there? That's possible. I think less common, perhaps. Less common. And if someone was having a non-auditory visual, if you were tasting things, I would be worried a little about a stroke. Me too. <laughs> and if you were feeling things that weren't there, I would also think about a more physical problem, such as like alcohol withdrawal. Yeah. People will often say like that. Like bugs crawling on their skin. Exactly, or, or another sort of drug withdrawal. Mm-hmm. So I think if you're you're getting hallucination that's not audiovisual, you need to think about whether something else could be contributing to that. Okay. There's a category of thoughts that are called depersonalization or derealization. Mm-hmm. These are also two new terms that I want to spend just a quick minute talking about. Depersonalization is this sense that you are not yourself. Almost mm. that you are like floating above your body, looking down at yourself like in the third person. So you're like disconnected from your body in some way? Or- exactly. I'll, I'll give you this example. I was giving a presentation once and I had rehearsed it a lot so I knew what I was going to say. And I was kind of nervous at the same time and had this moment where I almost could put myself in the audience looking at myself giving the presentation. Mm. And I was kind of thinking about what it must be like to watch that. I kind of think of that was as that like... that unsettling? It was a little unsettling. Okay. And I think that was kind of like maybe a light depersonalization moment. Okay. Um, derealization is where the world around you does not seem real. So, like, would something like that happen in a really traumatic event, maybe? Yeah, it happens a lot in the setting of trauma, where you feel like this is so bad, or this is so wrong, that it could not have happened. It Mm. just, it couldn't have happened, because it doesn't seem like it fits in the bounds of reality. Okay. I think another example could be someone who had just taken dissociative or, or psychedelic medication drugs Mm. and you're having these perceptions around you that like again this is strange and this doesn't even seem like the reality that i'm used to sometimes when people are like really sleep deprived this could happen sometimes people with with like epilepsy will say that it just doesn't feel like in that moment doesn't feel real somehow the world is real Mm -hmm. okay so depersonalization and derealization yeah so today's episode covered a lot Mm-hmm. It's a lot of terms, right? A lot of terms, a lot of a lot new of... new ideas. So we covered thought process today, mm-hmm. um, and we'll list all these terms on our website, www.psychessentials.org, and mm-hmm. we covered thought content, which typically includes commenting on suicidal thoughts, homicidal thoughts, perceptual abnormalities that include various types of hallucinations delusions of mm-hmm. which there are many different kinds yeah. and then lastly depersonalization and derealization yes it was a big episode but hopefully a useful one um, there's a lot of interesting terms in here 
I hope that you'll check out our website. Like you said, we'll leave lots more information and references to some of the things we talked about. We can also leave some examples of when these things go awry. Check out our website, which is www.psychessentials.org. Psychessentials.org. Give us, us an email. Yes, yeah, send us a note. Let us know what you'd like to hear more about in the future. You can also find us on iTunes where you can rate, comment, and share Psych Essentials. We hope you'll let other people know if you find it useful. Yes. Our music is by Javier Suarez off his album Tumbling Dishes. There's a link on our website. As usual, the people, places, and things we talked about have been changed to protect confidentiality. We've got a few more episodes of our mental status. Hope to catch you next time. Yeah. Until next time. Bye. Bye.